Here's what I've got. The reasons why our marriage might work. Because you wear pink but write poems about bullets and gravestones. Because you yell at your keys when you lose them and laugh loudly at your own jokes. Because you can hold a pistol, gut a pig. Because you memorize songs, even commercials from 30 years back and sing them when vacuuming. You have soft hands. Because when we moved, the contents of what you packed were written inside the boxes. Because you think swans are overrated. Because you drove me to the train station. You drove me to Minneapolis. You drove me to Providence. Because you underline everything you read and circle the things you think are important and put stars next to the thing you think I should think are important. And write notes in the margins about all the people you're mad at and my name almost never appears there. Because you make that pork recipe you found in the Frida Kahlo cookbook. Because when you read that essay about Rilke, you underlined the whole thing, except the part where Rilke says, love means to deny the self and to be consumed in flames. Because when the lights are off, the curtains drawn, and an additional sheet is nailed over the windows, you still believe someone outside can see you. And one day, five summers ago, when you couldn't put gas in your car, when your fridge was so empty, not even leftovers or condiments, there was a single 20-ounce bottle of Mountain Dew, which you paid for with your last damn dime, because you once overheard me say that I liked it. Mountain Dew Commercial, Disguised as a Love Poem, by Matthew Oldsman. I love this poem so much. So, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so, start with me. Oh, um, I tend to love poems like this where they make big long lists of, you know, non-sequential <laughs> things. They're all so specific and kind of delightful in their own way um, that... I think it's so fun, and it was so fun to listen to you recite it, too, about the change in, in each one of those items as, mm -hmm. it, as it comes to you. Um, what's your favorite item on this list? Oh, Do God. you have one? Mine is um, is you circle the things you think are important and put stars next to the things that you think that I should think are important. I love that, yes. <laughs> yes. That is one of the things. I don't know which one is my favorite, mm -hmm. but that's one of the ones that I think of immediately mm -hmm. because shows that she's thinking of him mm -hmm. even as she even as she is reading mm -hmm. like when she doesn't mm -hmm. have to she still keeps him on the back of her mm -hmm. mind and uh, and in a certain way there's some kind of force to it that mm -hmm. you should think this is important <laughs> but obviously he enjoys that right yeah. and i like and i appreciate that 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 the that the speaker in or yeah that the speaker enjoys that too that mm -hmm. he doesn't find it you know, annoying, but right. rather that he's like, that's, that's so endearing. <laughs> that's so endearing. And there's a lot of those little things like um, putting the, 
um, writing the contents of the packing boxes inside the box instead of outside. Oh, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. You could definitely pick out the character mm-hmm. of the person you're to. Mm-hmm. Um, so this poem is written by Matthew Oldsman, mm-hmm. who is a contemporary poet. Mm-hmm. And his wife, Vivi Francis, is also a poet. Really? Mm-hmm. And this poem is about Vivi Francis. Wow. And... And so when I'm reading this poem, mm-hmm. I get such a clear, crisp picture mm-hmm. of Vivi Francis. Mm-hmm. She just seems, she seems to come alive with mm-hmm. every single sentence in a different yeah. way. Yeah. And he gives so many different sides of her with every sentence, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. One of them that really stuck out to me was um, when the lights are off, the curtain's drawn, yeah. an additional sheet is nailed over the windows, you still believe someone outside can see you. There's, there's, there's an endearing thing about that, but there's also a darkness and a, yeah. a, f- a, f- a fear, and you don't know how real that is or, f- or, f- or where that fear might come mm-hmm. from. It, to me, that it, it's like dropping a stone to the bottom of the ocean or something. There's something very um, grounding about that right. line. Very like all of this beforehand was mm-hmm. just very... It lifted us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he dropped the stone. Right. Like These f- silly, lovely kind of domestic things. And then... And within that, there's this extreme gravity mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. between them, where they know each other's spheres mm-hmm. like that. Right. And I, and I appreciated that he mentioned her insecurity, mm-hmm. and he framed it as a reason for why the mm-hmm. marriage will work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also love... Uh, the reasons why our marriage might, might work. work. Yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, uh, that, that is cool to me. I don't know. What do you think about that? Oh, God, that was one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. That was just the first thing I noticed. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's, there's no, you know, epic declaration. Mm-hmm. But there is this hopeful room for uncertainty, room for surprises. Mm-hmm. But still hopeful. To me, it always ha- makes me have more faith in people when they acknowledge that They're the relationship right. might work, right. as opposed to saying, you know, here's why you are the only person that I will ever love, or the, you know, that that this absolutely must is going to work. To me, that mm-hmm. feels brittle. Mm-hmm. But to say, to acknowledge yeah. that there are these uncertainties and unknowns and yet that and yet he goes on so forcefully right to this entire long Mm -hmm. poem i love how it's not it's not i think our marriage might work because i love you because i love the way you do this or because i feel this way when i'm with you but rather it's so centered on her because you do this and you do that and you do this and you do that that's it it's all you and if it were if it were me, if like someone were saying this to me, I would feel so seen uh-huh. um, right. in little ways. Like right. what a gift that is when someone says something, any one of these things mm-hmm. to you. And I mean, you can see how clearly he sees her as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and how he can see her through so many different lenses and in all the varied range mm-hmm. in which she occupies her life. He starts with, you were pink. But right, poem <laughs> about bullets 
uh-huh. and gravestones. It's like it's, she's this. He sees her as someone who is soft mm-hmm. and you know, which is what pink tends to mm-hmm. someone who's soft and bubbly, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet she has this incredible strength mm-hmm. and fearlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then there, are of course, those like silly things mm-hmm. that she does, like yelling at your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny, mm-hmm. and laughing at your own jokes. Absolutely. And then he again, you can hold a pistol, gut it pig. Mm-hmm. There is this scary portion of right. it as well. Right. And that's admirable too. Yeah. And and then again he he just he puts these sprinkles these like these strong things mm-hmm. in between all of this lighthearted things that yeah. she does, like vacuuming. <laughs> I mean uh, singing while vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so cute. And I love that when he when he m- mentions how she writes notes on the insides of the uh-huh. boxes, you could see like, oh my god, like she's such a particular person. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> her own particular way of doing things. <laughs> I know. And you wonder if that was if that's deliberate. Like I want to write them on the inside of the boxes. That's what I that's what makes sense to me. Or if it's a mistake and mm. like if if someone could say to me like I think our marriage will work because you lead me in the wrong direction away from the train every single time with such confidence (laughs) only then to turn around and say we're going the wrong direction. Like I would be very appreciative of that. (laughs) That it's, it's, there's such a, there's such a generosity to that. When I, I read that line, I imagined her being like, Oh, the boxes, we cannot ruin the boxes. <laughs> the boxes are, they have to be crisp and neat. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. things have to be written on the, on the inside. inside. Mm-hmm. That's how I imagine, which which would be very logistically difficult mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. deal with when moving. Um, but if you appreciate that as well, yeah. whether she's being deliberate or not, mm-hmm. you know, shows how, how deep that feeling is between mm-hmm. the two of them. <laughs> You seem very emotionally moved already. I do. I love it. It's just so like, uh, there's just something so, it's very, you know, it feels very light, I think, in certain ways. But um, like we said about the reasons why our marriage might work, that kind of, to me, that feels. um, It brings a little bit of weight. A little bit of weight. Like he sprinkles it. He, Mm -hmm. He puts a lot of lightness and he sprinkles a lot of weight. To me, honestly, it feels like a little bit of reality or like a. Almost a, a rejection of what love poems have sometimes been traditionally, which are these, like you said, epic, epic declarations, declarations of, of certainty. Um, I also love the Rilke moment. Um, oh, yes. You underlined the whole thing, which one would. Have you ever read Rilke? <laughs> well, this was an essay about right. Rilke. Rilke, Rilke. Yeah. Un- German, unknown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think. I think he's, isn't he Hungarian? Really? I don't know. Anyway. Ignore me. Um, I don't remember mm-hmm. either. But I think he's East European. Mm. Okay. Anyway. anyway. Uh-huh. Rainer Maria Rilke. Go read them. Um, but you underline the whole thing except the part. Yeah. Rilke says, love means to deny the self and to be consumed in flames. As though that's the one part that she can't get on board with. Right. Right. Um, and I appreciate that kind of... Um, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of a, a renouncing of... That and she also thinks swans are overrated. Swans are overrated too. So, <laughs> of of that like 
traditional attitude about love mm. that sort of says it has to be to deny yourself. And mm. we just read the Love After Love poem, right. which is saying you will no longer ignore yourself right. and, and starve parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's it's nice that that gets woven into a poem that still manages to be really light and and sweet and also very much about love and togetherness uh -huh. but without having to without having to sort of shield you from reality right right and i i think another thing that this this particular uh sentence mm -hmm. makes me think is that they have this perhaps common philosophy mm -hmm. about what love is mm -hmm. You didn't underline that portion. I appreciated that. <laughs> Why did you appreciate it? Because we have this common understanding mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. what our love should be. They have this mm -hmm. deep understanding yeah. that they make by themselves outside of what the great poets mm -hmm. or, the, or the great societal uh -huh. norm is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the title? Oh, I'll get to it. Okay. I'll get to it. Mm -hmm. I want to note... The part where he says, because he drove me, and he repeats mm -hmm. the many places mm -hmm. he drove him mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. which kind of shows the consistency right. of her, mm -hmm. of her actions, and the consistency yeah. of their, of, I'd say her love, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because he really puts the spotlight on what she did, mm -hmm. and yeah. she is very consistent yeah. in this way. He drove me. I, that was that's one of my favorite parts for the recitation too. You drove me to the train station. You drove me to Minneapolis. You drove me to Providence. Also, these places are quite far away, like mm. Minneapolis and Providence. <laughs> that yeah, you know, yeah. it it paints a another picture of of them yeah. too. You know how patient mm -hmm. she's so consistent with right. the way she does great good things or loving things for him right right as generous as the poet is to her he remarks on the ways that she's been generous to him with driving with the writing notes in the margins and and i like that at the end of it the last portion of this mm -hmm. triad is that he drove me to providence which is of course the name of the city mm -hmm. but also providence has this biblical significance tell me about that um what does the word providence mean again? Like, ah, uh, Megan, I think of divine providence. So, uh, maybe he didn't do it intentionally or maybe it mm -hmm. wasn't, but mm -hmm. it does make me yeah. think of, I mean, she drove him uh -huh. to a place of divine mm, providence. providence. That's lovely. Oh, I like this poem so much. Mm -hmm. What, uh, oh, and you know, it reminds me uh -huh. of the, um, when we did my words to you uh -huh. that I came and complained uh -huh. to you yep. about. Uh, so this is like an antithesis mm -hmm. of that poem, mm -hmm. where, which was a beautiful poem, mm -hmm. but where the other was so very absent. Right. And here, his wife, or might be his wife, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so very present, yeah. so very real and vivid and alive like in all of these ways mm -hmm. that he describes mm -hmm. and i think this is why i love this poem mm -hmm. so much because mm -hmm. it is based on all of that reality and yeah. truth and yeah it's hard like it's harder than it ought to be or harder than you think maybe think it would be to see the other person clearly mm -hmm. in love um 
I've had an experience too of like <laughs> looking back on an old an old relationship years past and thinking <laughs> I remember <laughs> so much of how I felt but there's so little I can remember about the other person sometimes or about why I loved her and mm-hmm. and that smacks me across the face just a little <laughs> bit from time to time where I go Oh. And and I think, you know, we're all learning in love and blah, 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 blah. But it's, um, like you said, it's really sweet to see the other centered in this way. That's saying, I love you because I'm clear-eyed about what, who I see in front of me and whom mm. I love. And I know I know you. Right. Um, and that's why I think this marriage might work. Mm-hmm. Because of all of these things that you do that I know, that I see. Right. And now we have to talk about the crowning the crowning portion of the uh-huh. poem, which is the last the, the Mountain Dew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Tell me about it. Well, um, it's, f- uh, first of all, I, I'm making sure I'm, well, I'm not necessarily correct on this, but it's one of the few moments in the play, in the play, what am I saying? Sorry, one of the few <laughs> moments in the poem um, where there's a full stop uh-huh. There's a period, and the new sentence begins, and it begins with the word and. And, yeah. And one day, five summers ago, you couldn't put gas in your car. There was a single 20-ounce bottle of Mountain Dew that you paid for because, what is it? Because you once overheard me say I liked it. There's something um, so <laughs> sweet and specific about that, too. Not because, you know, it's my favorite or whatever, but because that one time you overheard me not even I told you but you overheard me say Mm. that I liked it Mm -hmm. I think for a poem that's so much about um about him seeing her and paying such close careful attention to her there's this moment of obvious reciprocity at the end where he says you saw me in that moment you you once overheard me say not even to you how carefully she notices him as well right that's a lovely note for it to end on. It's just, it feels like it comes full circle mm-hmm. that I, I noticed all this about you, but you too, five summers ago, this happened. You noticed so much of me mm-hmm. so carefully. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, um, that reciprocity mm-hmm. part, but now it really strikes me that, yes, it, he shows how she sees him as mm-hmm. well. That's beautiful. Yeah. But for me, what really, really struck me was the portion where he says that, well, it be, the sentence begins with, and mm-hmm. there's the, as mm-hmm. a con- continuation of all of mm-hmm. everything that he said. But then it definitely goes into a completely different zone for mm-hmm. me when he says that there was no money in your pocket, didn't have gas, didn't have food, there, were, there was not even condiments. Mm-hmm. But what did you do with that last damn dime when you didn't have anything? What did you do? You thought of me. And you bought this thing thinking of me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even wasn't even something like dramatic. Right, right. It's not like I bought you food instead when mm-hmm. you were starving, but rather just this little This little thing. thing. And yet it's so dramatic mm-hmm. because that's what she did with her last damn dime. Mm-hmm. And imagine someone thinking of you in that moment 
with that last damn dime to think of what you like and they want to try that mm-hmm. and it was so moving I remember I, you know, I just moved to tears and my dad came and I was like are you crying <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading a book yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's so there's so much generosity that flows through this poem I think and I think like it ex- escapes expression you know, if someone did that mm-hmm. for me, I wouldn't even know how to how to say it, right. how to put it in right. words. What that, what that, what kind of feeling mm-hmm. that inspires in me? Yeah. If someone did that kind of thing, yeah. used their last damn dime on <laughs> my <laughs> pleasure on something just kind of my my, like you said, it's not something dramatic. It's not necessity. It's just right. something little that might right. make me happy. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and. She did it just to try it for herself mm-hmm. because she overheard him say, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to even explain. You're right that it does escape expression a little bit. Mm-hmm. That the It's such a strong ending to the poem, too, that that final action just stands. Right. That, and, and I like that, too, about the poem, that it's all descriptions of actions that she's taken, yeah. things that she's done, as opposed to as opposed to trying to describe a feeling, uh-huh. but just saying, I think our marriage might work because of all these things it's that like you do. We consider the feeling. We can see her as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. and we can feel that, which is exactly what I feel in the last mm-hmm. sentence. I definitely, truly feel that love between them that has no words. Mm-hmm. Like He wrote this entire poem, but at the end of the day, Words are not adequate to describe whatever happened at that, at the end. Uh-huh. And I feel like that is probably why he named this poem <laughs> <laughs> in the scriptic way. Yeah, as a yeah. Mountain Dew commercial disguised as a love poem. I wonder if he gave it to his wife with that title, <laughs> or <laughs> or something. <laughs> it almost sounds like maybe he's trying to deny that it is a love poem, <laughs> which I suppose might make sense Mm -hmm. given that we talked about how the two of them subvert Mm -hmm. traditional expectations of what is yeah what a love poem Mm -hmm. is like or their traditional idea of love needing to consume the self and Uh deny the self Uh um so maybe in that way he's like oh this is not a love poem like all the other love it's a mountain dew commercial (laughs) (laughs) there's something so cheeky about it Mm -hmm. but at the same time i feel like after reading all the things she has done mm-hmm. or after all of this, this entire poem, like, it's not the poem that is the love poem. It's her actions mm-hmm. that is the true love poem. And whatever he wrote, however beautiful mm-hmm. it is, just cannot compare to that. Mm-hmm. So he cannot claim to have a love poem. It's ever in a love, love poem. poem. It's just a Mountain Dew commercial. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what my take on that, on the very beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> and interesting title. Yeah, yeah. I this is at the beginning, but he begins with "Here's what I've got." <laughs> <laughs> the reasons why a marriage might work. Here's what I've got. Like yeah. that that kind of a uh, like he's making a list. It's very mm-hmm. matter of fact, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not precious. It's not overly. It's not, it's not overly precious or fastidious with the words. Just, this is what I got. Yeah. 
and it goes it reminds me of the title too that kind of cheeky quality mm-hmm. but there's something so heartfelt that and you can't get away from it, mm-hmm. you just feel is this the love that they share is so deep mm-hmm. that there's no poem <laughs> for it mm-hmm. is that why this poem is so precious to you it is uh-huh. yes i think i've already said yeah. the so the many many things mm-hmm. that make it so beautiful and precious mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm also going to say there are no words for my feelings yeah. about this poem. Yeah. Some some feelings just cannot be. And I, I appreciate that he makes us feel how some feelings cannot be put into words. Yes. Yes. Then I guess it's time for you Shall to I have do a go? your feelings. Here it is again. Mountain Dew commercial disguised as a love poem. By Matthew Olsman. Here's what I've got. The reasons why our marriage might work. Because you wear pink but write poems about bullets and gravestones. Because you yell at your keys when you lose them and laugh loudly at your own jokes. Because you can hold a pistol, gut a pig. Because you memorize songs, even commercials from 30 years back, and sing them when vacuuming. You have soft hands. Because when we moved, the contents of what you packed were written inside the boxes. Because you think swans are overrated. Because you drove me to the train station. You drove me to Minneapolis. You drove me to Providence. Because you underline everything you read and circle the things you think are important and put stars next to the things you think I should think are important and write notes in the margins about all the people you're mad at, and my name is almost, almost never appears there. Because you make that pork recipe you found in the Frida Kahlo cookbook. Because when you read that essay about Rilke, you underline the whole thing except the part where Rilke says love means to deny the self and to be consumed in flames. Because when the lights are off, the curtain's drawn, and an additional sheet is nailed over the windows, you still believe someone outside can see you. And one day five summers ago, when you couldn't put gas in your car, when your fridge was so empty, not even leftovers or condiments, there was a single 20-ounce bottle of Mountain Dew, which you paid for with your last damn dime because you once overheard me say that I liked it. (laughs) 